Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. I have an amazing conversation with Tim Butka. We talk about digital transformation. We talk about what CEOs need to consider as they move forward their teams, what is good enough in terms of resourcing, and ultimately, does digital transformation matter? Does it make a difference to invest in digital transformation? The answer will surprise you or might surprise you. So do check it out. I'm excited. Uh, this is such a great talk and I'm excited to have you listen to it. So we'll see you in the podcast and enjoy. Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Hey there, folks. Welcome to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Today, I am joined by Tim Botke, who is a senior partner at Deloitte in Germany and a professor at the Bocconi Business School in Italy. Tim, how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. Excited to be here. Likewise, you've got such a cool experience. You recently wrote a book. Uh, I've got so many things to ask you about, but why don't you tell our listeners about who you are and what excites you about the work that you do currently? Yeah, look, I, I've, I've always been interested in um, helping companies um, and clients and, and friends uh, in businesses to just make the business a better place. Um, and that's why I started in strategy consulting many years ago. And as we all know, everyone says strategy, strategy consulting. Yeah, you've ne- learned nothing proper. <laughs> um, and it's true in many cases. But actually, I think over the years, when you see I've, I've worked in 20 something countries, in many different sectors, but mostly in, in telco and media, which is has always been a very much growth, digital-driven environment. So I learned many things. I've seen many things working. I've seen many things not working. And um, that journey always excited me. And then you said, look, yes, I wrote a book. But I wrote the book not because I always wanted to write a book. Actually, the story was different. So I was asked by a client a question I couldn't answer. The client, executive level client, more or less asked, look, Tim, you know, I have to transform my company. It will cost, as we both know, half a billion or more to renovate all the old systems, to transform everything, turn everything upside down, make it agile and all these buzzwords we all know. Um, But I'll stay in this job for only two more years. Am I not better off just wearing jeans and trainers, you know, and then asking my investor relation people to paint our report in nice colors and put digital and agile all over the place. Is that not safer for my career? And I will only do the first journey if you tell me that you have proof that digital actually makes my stock holders more happy, that my market value will grow. I'm sure you have proof you're a consultant and I didn't have any proof. And you know how consultants are. I didn't like not having an answer. So, and I couldn't make up one because the question was very precise. So they said, look, I need to find a solution. And then a, a multi-year journey started where first I tried all by myself. Then I realized I cannot answer it quickly over the weekend. It's a really hard work journey. Then I went back to academia, hoping that, okay, in academia with all the experts and all the very advanced knowledge, I'll get an easy answer. It also didn't work in a short t- time. So I went back to research. Uh, and after a few years, which were very painful 
because I kept on working in parallel. I then found the answer he was looking for. Funny enough, by the time he had already left the company where he asked the question on, he had the same problem again, just many times bigger. And that's then how this research then turned into a book. Um, but that's that's the, the story behind why there is a book. The book was not the ultimate purpose. It was the end result of a tough question. Okay. I, you know, the, sometimes the consultant answer is it depends. But yes, when you have a direct question, you should give a direct answer. Yeah. So at the risk of leaving everybody in suspense, what was the summation? Of course, the summation of your research is by the book. But if you're able, you know, to tell me, you know, what was that experience like uncovering the answer to that question? And if you're willing to say what it, what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, I think it was a roller coaster ride because at the beginning, when you look at, at this question, whether digital transformation really makes a difference. On a, on a very shallow level, everyone would say, yeah, it does. If you don't disrupt yourself, you will be disrupted and all these nonsense sentences, you know, which have a true, true heart. But they, they just paint over a big issue on a very high level, which doesn't really help anyone uh, in practical life. Because what do you do if you sit in a company with 100,000 employees and someone tells you disrupt yourself before you're disrupted? What do you do then? You, there's no answer. The real question in the end is so how how do you really make a difference and the research that roller coaster ride was it could have been an outcome that it doesn't make a difference and um there were times where i was pretty sure that um there wouldn't be any proof that if you transform your market value would change Hmm. The good news is that then after analyzing 20,000 and more reports and all the financial data etc is that on average, becoming more digital makes a difference and it increases the value of a company. But on average, we all know the story. Like if you put your uh, your head in the fridge and your feet in the oven, then on average you feel fine, but you're still dead in the end. And um, it just means that it's a good message on a high level, but it doesn't help either. So um, the the roller coaster journey, as I mentioned, really was look how can I identify which companies do really make a good strategy in terms of digital a base of their success and others who are just suffering big time. Wow. Okay. So just before this, I was having a conversation with, you know, three very smart gentlemen who work at Amazon, American Express, and also professor about, you know, decision-making. And as I hear your story, I think, well, you could have stopped your journey at it doesn't make a difference. So that's like part of it is saying, what were those indicators that had you stopped at that point and not continued your research, then they would have you you would have been confirmed that it makes no difference. And then so that's one question I have. The other question I have is obviously, as the story goes, you found the answer. The answer is it does make a difference with sounds like an asterisk. It depends, as in you could transform parts of your organization and you could say we did digital transformation and it didn't work. Or it sounds like the undertone is if you do digital transformation and cultural transformation, lean in, create defensibility, mm. you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's the thing that ultimately drives the stock. So digital transformation in itself is not the thing. It's digital transformation plus. Yeah, it, it, I, I think I like your term digital transformation plus. I would actually say, I could argue that it's digital transformation minus. Because, <laughs> okay, cool. Because the key term is transformation. 
Mm. And, um, and, and you could put whatever you want in front. I think the, the major issue I always see, and you see that in the book. And when you, when I talk to everyone, the first readers, uh, senior executives, I think the key understanding always was that it's all about transforming your company and transform, transforming your company doesn't mean, as you mentioned, and it's also a concept in the book, what is the scope of your transformation? It can be just at the frontier of your business or in adjacent business areas, easy stuff. Okay. You, you just put hundred people in, a, in, in one setting, you make them agile and it all, it's all running nicely. And you can pat your shoulders saying, look, wow, how agile and digital have I become? And at some point, then someone realizes it's hundred people in a 80,000 people organization. And you will never be able to take that back to transform the core into a big real transformation where everyone is changing the way they work. So yes, it's, it's digital transformation minus, which actually makes it bigger because you need to do everything end to end to really make a change. And that's what you also can see when you look into the data, just because you do, I don't know, a robotic process automation in a tiny chunk of your business, and you maybe save 10 FTEs in the process that doesn't help you that doesn't make the cfo really see changes in the pnl that maybe the shareholders now you in the after this hype cycle you know when when everyone is saying i'm so digital i'm so agile i'm so lean whatever they all realize it's all on the same level and in the end a company's strategy is all about winning in the marketplace mm. it's not about copying what others are doing it's it's even worse it's it's never about copying a high level story you've heard from someone who's totally different compared to what you are and then believing that this copy is enough to make you succeed mm -hmm. so that's why i, I think that's that this this minus is key because digital for me it's a tool you know mm. it's nothing else you need a good strategy and if you're lucky you can combine digital elements in a way which no other competitor can easily follow and then you have a strategy which could be the basis for a transformation of your company into something which will kill your competition some way down the line. Just, just imagine everyone saying, wow, now I'm digital. I have, and then everyone in a segment, I don't know, in a retail segment in a market, everyone has the same CRM system from one or two vendors. Everyone uses the same hyperscaler platforms. Everyone uses one or one of the three cloud providers. Mm. They're all different, but in the end, uh, they're all combined in a way which is not really differentiating. And then where do you end up? That, that's kind of my question. So what I hear, and I love the, the conversation. So I hear, you know, transformation as a project or the difference between transformation as a project or a program, as in, did I transform part of my company? Did I transform all of my company? And once you get to the end, you just have to start over. So it's not a task. It's a cycle. I think a lot of our listeners, they're not concerned with market domination in a lot of ways, but you know, some of them are at a stage like, Hey, I just need to put an ERP, which for them is a digital transformation to be able to just be optimized where they weren't before. And then, yeah, like using it, what is the why behind digital transformation? Are you trying to save a bit of money? Are you trying to scale up? Are you trying to increase your total market value? And the like 
it's not a zero sum game or like a, a race to the bottom, because if everybody is going to be on the cutting edge or bleeding edge of automation, then what is the differentiation that you really put in place? And one would argue that it would be something would be non duplicatable. So not technology is ultimately the thing that's going to get you that differentiation, but that might be a larger conversation, but yes, but, but you know, there, yeah, there's this funny fable, um, which, which I'm actually also using in the book, which describes this so nicely. And um, it, it's about the rabbit and the hedgehog. It's, I think, I, I don't know whether you know that one, it's, it's basically a, a rabbit and a hedgehog meeting and the rabbit saying, look, I'm so much faster than you are with your, with your short legs. Um, uh, and then the hedgehog says, no, I'm faster. I'll win. And then they make a bet. And what the hedgehog then does, asking his wife, looking exactly the same, and both position themselves at the, at the same, at the different side of the wood where, where, where the race would happen. And then when they start, they run, the hedgehog hides, the rabbit arrives on the other side. And before he arrives, the wife pops up saying, I'm already here. Okay, and they do the same on the way back, and they do that a hundred times until the rabbit drops dead. And that's more or less the story of many digital transformations that people think just because they get longer legs of a rabbit and they run as fast as they can, there will be no hedgehog in their market, and there always is one. And that's that's really something where you see, look, you need to decide what to do this all for, otherwise you end up in a position where you're, yeah, in the best case, same on the same position, but I don't know, half a billion euros in implementation, less in your pockets, and nothing changed. Unless you're a digital transformation consultant, then life is great because then you got that that half a million euros. But uh, I know that's not the point that you're making. That ultimately, it's you know you could move very very fast, uh, but there's always going to be someone there. So if, if I understand what you're saying, so the the in, intentionality piece of of where you're going and 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 being moving that forward. So. Let's say we have our listeners, whether they are, you know, multi-billion dollar euro companies or, you know, 30, 40, 100, 200, 500 million dollar revenue companies. What are the questions that the executive leadership, what are the conversations executive leadership members need to be having at their table to either beat the hedgehog or avoid, avoid being a rabbit? <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, consultants love frameworks. So that's why I'm always making a joke that I also had to put a framework into the book, but it's it's not about a framework. What I wanted to show with my framework is that you need to look into this story end to end mm. and you need to answer the question. So as I said, the one we just discussed, so why do I do this and where will it lead me to? And will that be a winning position, at least for a short period of time? We're no longer in this luxury where you, if you make the right choices, you are happy forever, but at least it needs to have some stability. Second, you need to understand what are the catalysts for, for this change to happen. Is it technology? And if yes, which technologies? And you need to understand them. Is it your people? Is it different uh, consumer patterns, different demand patterns, etc.? Then you need to decide the question you asked before, where do I start? Okay, do I do I start somewhere at the frontier of my business where it's nice and easy and or in, in smaller companies that's even more critical? And do I start already from day one in the in my core business? Do I have to because the catalyst forced me, or do I want to because I want to be first? And then you have to decide, okay, how do I do that? Am I agile? Am I going the more traditional routes? And then you need to find the outcomes of, of the whole process. Mm -hmm. So 
I've had many discussions, I don't know, with, with senior executives and also in big and small companies. And I'm always telling them, look, forget all this, sorry to say, bullshit, high level buzzword stuff of digital. It will not make any difference for you. Problem is you need to understand the details, not, not on the deepest level of the technology, but if you really believe that technology is a catalyst for a winning position of your company in the future, it's easy to say that you need to understand technology. It's a hard thing to do. It's easy to show on PowerPoint, I now have this CRM and it can do these three things, but it's not changing the way you behave. Mm -hmm. So very often, and I'm, I'm coaching senior exec executives on this often, I'm saying, look, times are over where you can pretend that, that you can be a manager who doesn't understand what these technologies can do and how you can combine them for winning. Mm -hmm. And it's often painful for them. It's a skill issue. Um, you're used to your CTO doing all the technology stuff. You are used to outsourcing the thinking to a consultant or others. Bring me a strategy to win. But that's not... If you ask any entrepreneur, and I have many friends who are entrepreneurs, if you ask them, they it's in, in the end their idea, which is the winning idea. Not something copied or pasted or high-level best practices from someone else. And that hasn't cha changed forever. It's the same for digital. The only difference is there are many more elements to understand. Hey, Anthony here. One of the things I don't talk too much about on the podcast is what we do at SME Strategy. So I wanted to let you know that if you and your team are thinking about getting together you know, this winter or even in the new year for strategic planning, that we'd be happy to have a conversation to see how we might be able to help your team walk through the strategic planning process and make sure that your people, your strategy, your culture are on the same page. One of the most exciting parts about the work that we do is being able to lead people through a proven process to help them get to where they want to go. If you're interested about that process, our video about it on YouTube just hit over a million views. So be sure to check that out. Let us know what you think. Uh, but most importantly, I wanted to let you know that if you are looking for somebody to partner with your team to support everybody in getting aligned, moving forward towards a clear set of goals and objectives, and really making sure that you have the foundations for that next stage of growth, that we can partner with you to do that. Whether that's through an offsite strategic planning session or, you know, follow up support services to keep you accountable, to help your team grow and develop, or really to lead a full transformation. So if you're interested, check out smestrategy.net. You can check out our about page, our services page. It'll tell you more about how we do things. And I'd be happy to have a conversation with you to see if we're a good fit to help. Thanks so much. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. And now let's get back into the episode. Well, it begs the question as I hear it for executives, leadership teams, CEOs, that either they are being disrupted, as in there's an external pressure, and then sometimes you react in the word I'll use sufficiently. And you say, oh, we're losing our position. Therefore, it becomes a priority. We need to put the necessary resources. Uh, if you're being proactive and you're saying, hey, I want to transform digitally. I want to put these processes in place. But I hear that there's like, and you could scratch the surface of it. And what I hear you say is if you scratch the surface of it, it's not going to get you anything. You can't just like, you know, okay, so you really need to get deep. What have you seen as a consultant and, and as you, through your research, what is just not good enough? 
as in, I'll say it a different way, is if you spend an hour a week on it and say, oh yeah, you're transforming your business from the side of your desk, is that going to work? Or are the teams and organizations that you've seen do this, you know, allocate sufficient resources, time, tiger teams, priorities, like what do they need to do to get it from fledgling to actually impactful? That's what I mean. Yes. Yes. So it, I think, and I just had just before our call, I had a, a long discussion with a chief digital officer of a, of a leading global company. And he had read the book and he was more or less saying, look, it's a, it was a bit frustrating to see that you, you're more or less saying that my, jo- my job doesn't make a difference. <laughs> and I said, no, that's not what I meant. What I, what I meant was that it all depends again, the, the interesting consultant answer, but <laughs> I was saying you can see, and there's a lot of research out there for, and that's a nice example. The chief digital officers can make a difference, but in the end, it all is um, related to what is re- the real purpose behind putting them in their job. Mm. There's a lot of talk today about greenwashing in companies, but actually the major trend before that was digital washing companies mm. and digital offices and tiger teams and whatever you call them at some frontier of your business in some corner that's digital washing mm-hmm. and okay. and that was the question my client remember asked before can i digital wash for 20 million jeans trainers you know t-shirts um some pilots or do i do the real thing and as it turns out we've we've gone through this hype wave and no, no, nowadays, more and more investors and also employees understand that um, it's all about the bigger overall thing. It's not about some niche, having an assistant of an assistant of an assistant who is responsible for digital or a digital officer who doesn't really have any say in anything major, who can just innovate at, at some in some corner of the business and be on stage in the investor relations meetings to, to show how cool you are. These mm-hmm. times are over. I, I think that's just really interesting. And I think the question, uh, well, if we make, make more jokes about consultants is that they will just repeat back what you said to them and charge you a whole bunch of money for it. And, or like my friend says, you know, they will borrow your watch to tell you the time. But what I hear out of that is, you know, as an organization, you need to look and saying, Hey, are we committed in terms of action to make our digital transformation to success, whatever it is for your business. Now, again, if you're a, an SME, which we see a lot of, that, you know, what is, is it installing a software and that's your digital transformation yeah, or is no. it committing throughout and having everybody, you know, kind of be responsible. And you can tell yourself that as in you can be the person who says, are we doing enough? And I think it takes a lot of courage because most people don't want to highlight negativity like i say hey this is not enough folks like it's not going to get us to where we want to go and it's really hard to do as an external person one of the reasons consultants come in is to be able to call bullshit when they see it and say that's bullshit like you guys are saying you want this digital transformation meanwhile you know it's your executive assistant no disrespect who's leading your digital transformation it's not enough you need everybody in the organization so i i strongly believe that it the transformation no matter what the size of the company is needs to be led from the top um, from the very top and um, you you need a team approach to everything in the end you, not a single person or other in some smaller companies can do it but it 
in the end, it needs to be clear that it's a top priority. Otherwise, you can you you just don't call it digital transformation. You call it I've I have this little digital project experiment, you know, and I see what the outcome is, and if I like it, maybe I do something. But it ne it will never scale like this. And the beauty about digital is that you can scale it if you do it right. The downside is if you don't think about scaling from day one, it more or less, I've never seen it working. And, Interesting. And, and back to the consultants, you're fully right. You, there are many uses of consultants. And uh, often you see them implementing. That's where it's often very helpful when just because you need the skills, the technology skills, et cetera. But where I believe where consultants really can add value is very early in the thought process. And that is the strategy part. And that's all about then finding a creative winning strategy, which can use digital. And I look, if, if I, I don't have answers, creative answers for a business, then either I don't go there or um, I, I wouldn't be ashamed. Then if the client says, look, I, I don't need you here. You don't bring anything new and new doesn't mean a copy from someone else. It needs to be something unique in combination to, to, put you into a winning position. Absolutely. Well, I, you know that you have to do the same thing for yourself. You need to be able to bring bring value to the client. Okay, I've got one question, one more question before we finish up. And it goes back earlier and we touched on it. And you said in your research, as you were going through, you got to a point where you were, uh, you use the word disheartened to say digital transformation makes no difference. What right. was the leading indicator what was the leading kind of piece of information that suggested or implied that digital transformation didn't make a difference and i know we've talked about it in undertones yeah. but what was the like you're sitting at your desk and you're like oh shit have i just wasted a couple of years doing this research because it makes no point uh what was that aha realization or the reflection yeah the, i think the aha moment was so it, the, the data showed that that it makes some difference but i was look, look when you do this in real life, with all these stories, you, there's always black and white, you know? You say, wow, this is this great success story. They've done everything right. And then you look into it, you talk to people, and then you find out that very often it's a bit of after the fact, you know? There's a mix of luck um, and people uh, making the right decisions, experimenting, and all these things happening. So uh, my expectation... My hope was that the data would be very clear, but as I said, it was just showing that on average, it somehow helps. And I said, look, that's so boring. So why? So, but at least there's proof that it's not a value destruction game. Mm. But then when you look deeper in the financials and try to understand what companies are made of, then you could actually see big differences. So in, in interesting learnings, like, I don't know, companies with a very high um, uh, spending capex envelope, paying high dividends, for example, there, but how digital they became didn't really have that much of an impact hmm. because shareholders apparently, based on the data, they they value more the stable cash flows than any fantasies on whatever is done in digital. On the other hand, when you look into companies with very low net income, or even negative net income, you could see a very high variance, meaning that some companies then becoming more digital, they had a huge value boost. Mm. And there's no rational explanation behind that. The, the explanation from a shareholder's perspective, when you look into this data, is that there's so much more hope in the stock price 
versus real numbers like the high dividend companies that actually, if you do things right in digital, people just based on the belief, look, put a higher value on your company. On the other hand, the downside is for these companies, the variance is high. So if you are in that range, low net income, negative net income, it can mean you, you can have a lucky shot and you will be the winner. But it can also be the, the worst disaster you've seen in your life. And all these then going through all the different financials, understanding even how companies communicate, etc. That's when the research became fun again, because there's so many cool learnings. And you just need to understand who you are as a company. Also for some sectors, you know, in some sectors, it makes almost no difference hmm. if you are more digital, just because it's such a traditional sector that maybe it's just not yet the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, in other sectors, um, if you don't do a lot of digital, then you are actually punished by the market because you are you are not only a follower, you are the loser in the game from that perspective. So really understanding where you are is key and that's where the data really helps. And that also helps to, to fight some frustration I've seen in many interviews where they're saying, look, I do, I work so hard, I'm so digital, I'm, I'm so agile and no one cares. Why? And I said, yeah, maybe you need to understand your starting position better. And then maybe you're too early. Maybe you're too late. Maybe you have the wrong cash flow profile for, for really appreciation. And these are all the things where I could talk for hours. And I do um, now with clients <laughs> based on the book. Uh, you know, the answer is invariably comes down to it depends. Hire a consultant. I'll let you know. But I really do think it's it's must have been fascinating work. I'm yes. fascinating talking about it, you know, just the stories about it. So for our listeners, you know, pick up the book, Digital Transformation Payday. If you don't think it's relevant to you now, it will be. It's just a matter of when. And I think that organizations, leaders who can be prepared for this won't be surprised. And I do think that that's very interesting, that the perception of what people see as valuable, what it is valuable, and that balance between like big winners, big losers, losers, you never said that, but it's in some part, the innovators dilemma, you know, doing the short-term things, the long-term things, are you thinking 10, 20 years down the road and, and how to adjust that? So Tim, I, I know we could talk for hours. I'd love to have another conversation about this. Uh, where can people connect with you where can they get your book where can they learn more and where can they listen to you for hours if they're interested yeah we are launching on december 13th so very soon just a few days and the the book is available in every in every retailer um or you can just if you want to know more go to uh, www.digitaltransformationpayday.com that that's our website and then you know more on there you can also reach out to me directly if you have any questions fantastic so my guest today, Tim Butke, who is the senior partner at Deloitte in Germany, professor at Bocconi Business School in Italy, the author of Digital Transformation Payday. Dankeschön, Tim. It was a pleasure. Vielen Dank, Anthony. It was a pleasure. Th- yeah. Thank you so much. And folks, check out the book. If anything, have a conversation as you go through your strategy to reflect on the possibility of digital transformation. It doesn't hurt you to talk about it. It doesn't hurt you to look to see here what is possible. But at the end of the day, no matter what you do, don't half-ass it. Half-ass it will just have you being frustrated. So if you do commit to transformation, what is not good 
but good enough. Uh, what is enough to get you where you want to go? Because if you're under resourced, it, you're going to be annoyed with yourself and everybody's going to say digital transformation doesn't work. Why the heck did I buy Tim's book? But ultimately, they didn't read the book because they need to say, hey, we need to sufficiently resource it to get us across the line. So, Tim, again, thank you so much. Well said. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I got it from you. So I appreciate that. Uh, folks, thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Connect with us again. Tell us your stories. Drop us a chat in uh, in YouTube or whatever. I hope you guys just have an amazing rest of the day. Once again, my name is Anthony, Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Thanks again, Tim. And we'll see everybody next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We post twice a week, so you can count on us for your weekly source of content to help you grow and expand as a leader. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider giving us a review. We read every single one, and it helps us make a better show for you, the listener. Also, it helps more people find the show, which means we can help as many people as possible. We appreciate you listening and following along, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as Anthony says, until next time.